is going on, everybody? My name uh, is Zara Roy, and welcome back to the AKN Sports Podcast on this uh, Saturday, March 18th, 2023. You know, I feel like I can say this all the time, every other day, every day. This month's going by too fast. And you know what? I felt like today felt like the first... I felt like spring really hit us today. I know the first day of spring isn't for another three or four days, technically. But when you get that last snowstorm and, you know, you go outside, it's that partly sunny, birds chirping, snow is melting. You can go out in a t-shirt. You know you've hit spring. It's a great time. It really is. And it just brings back, you know, a lot of great memories from, you know, how the spring went last year. Because I got to tell you, man, spring last year... Was, was 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 a hell of a lot of fun. Now, I just realized that one year ago today was the NGP OWIC one v one, which, in my opinion, was one of the one of the greatest things that I got to like, you know, capture and commentate on. That was incredible. It, it's unfortunate that we didn't get a, a you know a a rematch of that. Um, you know, we almost had one in June after prom. We almost had that, and then it just didn't end up happening and. But I will say there there was no other kind of meetup and hype for like just anything st- just stupid like that than that game that was already a year ago and I, and I watched it again today and I grew up my hair way too long I looked like a freaking monkey I looked awful but um it was hype I, I you know all those people were there the way that game ended you know I remember dropping the the, the Deshaun Watson trade news mid game to June months and that was incredible man but um you know you gotta love those you gotta love those but I can't believe it's been a year since that. Um, and again, that, that's where it really, it really, we were at our peak almost, right? Cause that video got, you know, plenty of shares. I think it almost got over a thousand views on the Instagram and that really skyrocketed, you know, the viewers and the, and the, and the listeners and up and stuff like that. So, um, but I, I'm just amazed that, that was already a year ago today. I really can't. But besides that, on the one year anniversary of that game, uh, we had the Celtics and the Bruins, right? The Celtics who played last night in Portland, right? We were talking about them and then the Bruins played, uh, you know, their early game today, but if you missed it last night, hey, the Celtics, you know, almost let this one slide, but hey, at the end of the day, they, they did a hell of a lot better offensively, and if you missed it, last night they beat the Blazers uh, 126-112, so yes, the Celtics now uh, improved to 49-22 on the year, obviously, the 1x factor that we all knew that was going to step up to the best was Damian Lillard, who obviously was player of the game, hands down, but finally... Right, finally you got to step up from Jason Tatum. It was about damn time you saw Tatum drop 30-plus, really kind of put the team on his back to an extent. But the only problem that we have is that Tatum's three has still continued to drop percentage-wise. Despite the fact that Tatum dropped 34 and was purely the, you know, the most looked-upon guy on the Celtics last night, the man went 2-for-11 from downtown. And I did see a stat where he has shot less than 29% from three in his last 11 games. It's 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 drastic and it's what I think is going to hurt this team. Right? Cuz listen, you know, I, I, people love to compare and contrast, you know, where the Celtics team was last year at this time where they're at now. And yes, record-wise, the Celtics are better now than they were last year. But last year they were trending in the right direction offensively. You know, Tatum was slowly heating up, shooting 35-40% from 3, dropping 30-40 a game. And that's where you start to gain that confidence. Now, you know, you're squeaking by winning these games. You're trending in the right direction, sort of, but based off the expectations for this team, the way this team has been built, and I would say the team stayed relatively healthy. 
I gotta be honest with you. I mean, I, I know knock on wood, you know, there's still some time left. There's about, you know, wh- what is there? Uh, 49-22. Uh, so what? There's like 13 games left or something like that? This team has stayed relatively healthy. The fact that you've seen Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown play more than 75-80% of the games we've watched, injuries can't be used as an excuse to any extent on why the team isn't particip- you know, playing to the caliber that people want to see them at. But yeah, I mean, for that, for, 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 for me, it's it's really just two things. I think one, it's, you know, Tatum's scoring has gone down a little bit. And, you know, a guy that was, you know, top three, top four in the MVP votings has kind of been drastically falling down. And now everybody's eyes are on Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and Giannis for that MVP. And Tatum's just kind of disappeared from that. And again, that all kind of started after the All-Star break. We were seeing Tatum shooting, you know, 40% from three, 30 plus every night. And then we saw him kind of step down a bit, barely hitting over 20 points a game, shooting like 20%, barely under that from three. So we have seen a little bit of a drop off there. And I don't know if it's so much of a confidence thing. I don't know if there's an injury we're unaware of, but it definitely is unusual on, on why we've seen such a drastic uh, decline in Tatum's three-point shooting. It's, 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 it's very noticeable too. But at the end of the day, I mean, Portland, we, we saw it when they played us uh, two weeks ago. They are a terrible team defensively. And um, I, I don't know if they were missing anybody huge. Actually, yeah, they were missing... Actually, no, yeah, I don't know if they were missing anybody that big in this game. Um, oh, no, they were missing Jeremy Grant, but, you know, still. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tatum, as, we've, as I said before, man, 34. He had 12 boards, 27 from Jalen Brown. Um, and then the other guy was actually smart, who was actually playing this game sick, believe it or not, with uh, 15 points, and he got... You know, kind of a fair share from everybody else. Luke Cornett did a good job. Bear in mind, you didn't have your sixth man of Brogdon. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a solid win. Didn't let it slide. But at the end of the day, it's also very difficult to guard Dame, right? Obviously, nobody wants to sit out here and watch Dame drop 41 and dominate on the boards. And, hey, Luke Cornett did get a nice poster on Dame. And not that that's saying much, because Dame Dame went for the block. Dame, Dame is the most respected player in the NBA. I mean, the guy has shown so much strong loyalty to this team. He's never going to. He's never going to win a championship in Portland. It's never going to happen. I've said it before. Twenty nineteen was the kind of that one year he had the chance to, but you know, nothing was matching up against KD, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. No, nothing was. But um, other than that, man, solid win. Uh, I believe if the Celtics win tonight, or if Miami loses, the Celtics officially claim a playoff spot. I know it's taken long enough, but yeah. So, uh, but yeah, with that win, they improved to forty nine and twenty two. Blazers fall to. 31 and 39. So a good solid win for the Celtics last night. And then the Bruins were back at it earlier today, and they were playing actually one of the hottest teams in the NHL of the Minnesota Wild, and they actually got a very good win. So if you missed it earlier today, the Bruins beat the Minnesota Wild 5-2. to two. So I didn't realize that the Wild have been, I mean, easily the hottest team in the NHL going into this game. And it's crazy saying that compared to the Bruins, who have obviously kind of taken a slight step down after you know, getting beaten by Chicago and, you know, dropping a tough one to Detroit, which to be honest with you, the Detroit one wasn't that bad. Chicago one was very, very, it was pretty damn bad, but they bounced back pretty well. Minnesota was 11-0-3, I think, um, or 11-0-5 in their last 16 games. So this team was playing very, very good recently, and considering Kirill, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, who is easily their best scorer, has been injured the last four or five games. So you had a little bit of an advantage right there, but obviously everybody else was playing. Philip Gustafson, one of the hottest goalies in the league, who, by the way, is arguably the second best right underneath Olmark, um, played in this game. But the Bruins got the best of them, man. And you saw a big step up defensively. You saw a little bit more confidence from Olmark, and all your lines were scored pretty damn well in this game. This was a very, very well-thought-out game. And you also saw the first line doing much, because I swear the last few games we haven't seen, you know, the first line's kind of went quiet. But uh, yeah, right off the bat, 940 in, Marcus Johansson, the former Bruin, drilled one in. Um, 15th of the year 
for Marcus Johansson. So the Wild took the 1-0 lead, but then give it nine minutes later, Jake DeBrusque scored. And we've seen a big boost in his momentum and his scoring as well. 21st goal of the year for Jake DeBrusque. It's incredible. So that tied the game at one. Now bear in mind, Minnesota had two goals called off in this game for offsides. Two goals. Because after the um, the Johansson goal, they got another one and they got called off for offsides. And then they started off in the second period, Pasta scored. But who else but Pasta on an absolute bullet on a power play? 47th goal of the year for Pasta. I mean, what do you, come on. So they were up 2-1. to one, And then they t- so then the wild tie and they got called back. But then uh, David Krejci scored. I swear, we haven't heard Krejci score that much. He's been really an assist machine, playmaking machine. So he ended up scoring his 14th of the year. So then the Bruins were up 3-1. to one. And then the third, the Wilder kind of playing high four check, had a lot of energy in the beginning of that third. And Oscar Sugfist, who they got at the trade deadline, ended up drilling in um, drilling in one on a power play. I, I, I actually saw this because I didn't really watch the first, I didn't watch the second period. But I saw, you know, I think it was a, a, a slashing on Marshawn that went to the box. Kind of a very undisciplined call on his part. And Carlo just completely dropped on coverage. There was a cross crease to Sunkfist, so... But uh, that made it a one-goal game, and then after that, Bergeron, this was an unbelievable feed by Marshawn. Marshawn went around the net, beautiful feed to Marshawn, sorry, beautiful feed to Bergeron, drilled one top bins, 25th goal of the year for the captain. That was kind of the dagger made at 4-2, to two. and then Trent Frederick scored on a nice empty netter for his 16th of the year, and the Boston Bruins, as they've done for most of this year, win it. But this was obviously a more comforting win considering the way that they've played. You shut out Winnipeg the other night. You beat one of the hottest teams in the NHL. That is the perfect way to rebound after a very concerning loss to Chicago like that. I was very happy with that. Um, player of the game to me was, was Brad Marshawn. This guy was a playmaker in- incredibly. He might not have scored one, but he had three assists. Three assists for Brad Marshawn in this game. Um, so he was easily player of the game for this one. He was incredible. So, But um, yeah, man, the Bruins 52-11-5. 52, 11, and five minutes. It really is. It really is amazing what we've seen from this team, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very appreciative that we've we've seen a, a proper bounce back from them. You know, losing that embarrassing one to Chicago. We it all happens, right? It happens, but it happens to the best of us. So, um, you know, it happens. So, uh, but outside of that, um, I just wanted to take a look at the standings for um the NBA right now and for the NHL. Right, we'll we'll take a quick glance at that. But, uh, yeah, so we're taking a look at the Eastern Conference standings right now in the East. So, the Celtics are currently only a game and a half out. And as I mentioned before, if they beat Utah tonight, or if Miami loses, the Celtics are automatically in. But, again, the number one seed is still neck and neck. I know Milwaukee has been playing very good. They did, you know, drop one to Indiana the other night. So, you know, it comes to show that a lot of these hot teams have a serious weakness. But the Celtics are only a game and a half behind, again. And, and we know they've been on and off with different injuries. You know, Robert Williams being injured. Um, Peyton Pritchard missing some time. And, you know, do, do we have this belief that Gallinari will show up at any point? I mean, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. But you're only a game and a half behind Milwaukee. The Sixers are only two and a half games. And then you got Cleveland six and a half, New York nine, and then Brooklyn 11. So those are the, those are the six playoff teams. You got the, the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs, Knicks, and Nets. And then the four playing teams, because you got the Heat who are 12 and a half out. The Hawks were 15 out, the, the Raptors were 16 out, and the Bulls were 17 and a half out. And the two teams that are out of the play-in are the Pacers, or the three teams I should say, are the Pacers, Wizards, and Magic. And again, both the Pacers and Wizards, 18 behind, and the Magic are 21 and a half and out. And as I mentioned before, the Hornets and Pistons are already done. So that's what's going on in the East. And then for the West, as I mentioned the other day, the Nuggets... We're the second team to claim a playoff spot. And again, the West is a complete mess right now. Because we've seen the Nuggets, you know, they had a four-game losing streak. They've slid under control. Obviously, we've seen Nikola Jokic play some of the best he's ever played. They are four games ahead of both the Kings and the Grizzlies. 
That just, that just shows you, right? Everybody's been calling the Grizzlies a fraudulent team. They've missed Jaw for an exceptional amount of time. They're a terrible defensive team. They can't beat good teams. Sacramento's come out of nowhere, but can we trust them in the playoffs? I don't know. So the Nuggets are four games ahead of them. And then you got the Suns who are eight and a half games behind, again, without KD. Clippers, 10 games. Mavs, 11. And then you're playing teams. You got the Warriors who are also 11. The Wolves who are 12. Thunder, 12 and a half. And the Lakers, 13. So it's neck and neck, but it's not a, it's not a pretty look right there. And then the, the uh, three teams that are out of the play-in, you got the Jazz who are 13 out, the Pelicans who are 13 and a half, and then the, the, the Blazers who are 15 and a half. And as we mentioned, the Rockets and Spurs are out. So as I mentioned before, Bucks, Nuggets currently sitting atop, but it's still it's still up in the air. We still got a good amount of time left for how the standings are looking. Um, and then for the NHL, as we mentioned before, the Bruins are just on another level of dominance. We've said it time and time again. The Bruins, as I said before, man, 52, 11, and 5. With 109 points, dude. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's absurd. 52-11-5 with 109 points. And by the way, they're still the only team to have a playoff spot. So again, they have 109 points. And in their division, they're 18 games ahead of Toronto. So I don't know what it's going to take for the Bruins to lock up the Atlantic division. But they're 18 points ahead of Toronto right now. But for the conference, uh, you got the... So the Bruins are 109. They're 11 points ahead of Carolina. Because Carolina's got 98. And then you got the Devils with 95. Leafs 91. Rangers 88. Lightning 88, Penguins 78 as well as the Islanders, 75 for the Panthers, 73 for the uh, for the Caps, um, 72 for the Sabres, 70 for the Senators, 69 for the Red Wings, 62 for the Flyers, 60 for the Habs, and then of course the Blue Jackets, who I think became the second team to be eliminated uh, at 49. I mean, that team just completely gave away everything they could. And then for the West, which is extremely tight, Vegas has 90, but then you got the Kings with 89, the Stars with 87, you have three teams with 86 points. The Avs, the Wild, and the Oilers. And then the, the Kraken with 83, the Jets with 81. Then 76 are both the, the Predators and the Flames. 65 for the Blues, 63 for the Canucks, um, as well as the Coyotes. 56 for the Ducks, and then 54 for the uh, Blackhawks, and then 52 for the Sharks were eliminated. So, that again, those are the conference standings. But in terms of division ones, again, the, the Bruins, 18 games ahead. So you get the Bruins, who are first in the Atlantic. Uh, Canes are first in the Metropolitan. Stars still in first in the Central and in Vegas. I feel like it's been like the majority of the season. But but that's uh, those are your standings right now for the NHL. Bruins and Canes atop in their division, as well as the Stars and the Golden Knights. So, But uh, yeah, that is that. And then, um, as, I, as I mentioned, the Celtics are on a back-to-back. They're in Utah tonight. In fact, it's the first time they're playing the Jazz. It's kind of crazy that it took until the late part of March for you to play this team. But yes, 9 o'clock tonight in Utah, Celtics and Jazz, Celtics 49-22, Jazz 33-36. and 36. As we know, the Celtics, who have been pretty banged up recently, are missing quite a few tonight. On top of the uh, in, the, the, the norm of Rob Will and Pritchard being out, they are going to be missing Marcus Smart and Al Horford. I mean, Horford's the usual one. He doesn't play on back-to-backs. So it seems like it's going to be a pretty heavy game for both Derek White and Brogdon because we did not see Brogdon yesterday, which was smart. So you're going to see a big game of Brogdon and Derek White in that uh, in that guard rotation, but it's still good enough there. And the Cavs, on the other, or sorry, the Jazz, on the other hand, are missing obviously Jordan Clarkson and uh, Colin Sexton. So again, skilled team. We've seen. I mean, the guy to watch out for has obviously been Laurie Markkinen, who's dropped thirty plus very easily. But very similar to teams like Memphis and 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 I would even say Portland. They are not a good defensive team, right? I mean, obviously you got a lot of young talent there: Walker Kessler, Laurie Markkinen. You know, very under uh, overperforming team for where they've been at. But um, considering the injuries here, you have a major kind of downside defensively. But I have some, I have, I have my confidence here. So, but uh, once again, Celtics Jazz nine o'clock tonight. Celtics forty nine and twenty two. 
Jazz 33 and 36. Should be a Celtic stub. Should be. But it's always tough to predict that. So hopefully they get that done and, and that happens. Um, for the NBA yesterday, outside of the Celtics, we had the how about the Sixers absolutely destroying the Charlotte Hornets 121-82. It was not fair. Embiid just crapped on this team, dropped 38, 16 of 21 shooting. So they're now 47 and 22. Hornets, on the other hand, 22 and 50. It's sad. It really is. Um, the Hawks, so I didn't realize the Warriors are now 7 and 28 on the road this year. I mean, that is the pure reason why this team's doing terrible, right? We know the injuries have played a role in there. It's just, it's crazy to me. But they're 7 and 28 on the road. The Hawks beat them 127 119. Even though Steph dropped 31, as I've said almost night in and night out, Steph dropping 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus, they're losing these games by just about 3 or 4. Uh, even though Steph dropped 31 in this game, Trey Young dropped 25, 8 of 18 from the field. The Hawks are 35 and 35, and the, the Warriors are 36 and 35. So I feel like nobody has really kind of asked the question like, nobody, nobody seems to be nervous about this Warriors team. Again, like I, I this I look at this Warriors team like I look at the Tampa Bay Bucks from the 2022 season. Two teams that obviously have, you know, extreme championship resumes, right? The Warriors who won another championship last year, they had incredible dynasty in the late 2010s. Nobody seems to be concerned of the fact that or nobody seems to be very concerned of the fact that they're barely above 500. Steph is back and they're 7 and 28 on the road. So, I mean, like, obviously, you know, the Warriors get them in the playoffs. We have, we're going to have a different feel for them. No, this team is going to get crapped on at some point. If you cannot win on the road, you're not getting past the first round. And they're still a playing team. There's still a chance to get a playoff spot. But regardless, you get a playoff spot, you're still going to be, you're still going to be on the road. So, seems to be a problem for them. Seven of their 36 wins are, 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 are at home. Or, uh, seven of the, sorry, seven of the 36 wins are on the road. 28 of their 35 losses are... That's that's pathetic. That is really freaking bad. But that was that. Um, the Cavs blew out the Wizards 117-94. Darius Garland dropped 24 in this game. Kind of forgot about him for a bit. 11 of 19 from the field. So the Cavs are uh, 45 and 28. Wizards 32 and 38. Uh, the Bulls, hey, they beat the, uh, they beat the Wolves in double overtime. Wow, the Bulls... 139-131. DeMar DeRozan went off in this game. I swear. Similar to the Warriors. He goes off, they lose. Uh, DeMar DeRozan did have 49 in this game on 15 of 25 shooting. But I think the Wolves lost Anthony Edwards in this game. So, But yeah, the Bulls, 32-37. and 37, And the Wolves are 35-36. and 36. Uh, The Rockets also beat the Pelicans. Yeah, the Rockets are starting to win games. I think they've won three straight now, which is nuts. But yeah, 114-112. Even though Brandon Ingram dropped 31, the Pelicans are still trying. Uh, Jalen Green at 25. Uh, 10 of 20 from the field. He's been playing his ass off recently. So the, the Rockets, who have nothing to play for, are 18 and 52, and the Pelicans are 33 and 37. Not much else to say. Um, then the Grizzlies, hey, made the biggest comeback of the season. They finally made us feel better. Because remember, a few weeks ago, the Nets came back down 28 against us. But yeah, the Grizzlies came back down 29 against the Spurs, which is worse. And they won 126 120. So Jaron Jackson ended up stepping up in this game. 28 points, 12 to 20. We obviously know Jaws going to miss about eight or nine games and more to be coming as well. So, hey, they're 42 and 27, and the Spurs are 18 to 52, but like down 25, 29 to the San Antonio Spurs. I don't know how you're supposed to feel about that. That's, that's, not, that's not fun. And then how about the Mavs with a walk off on the Lakers, man? This, this, was a, this was something to see, man. They beat the Lakers 111 110 without Luka, and it was Maxi Kleba hitting a walk off game winning three. <laughs> 
I mean, I saw the play. Anthony Davis did a terrible job defending on this play. But you also got to give some credit to Kyrie. He dropped 38 in this game on 14 of 23 shooting. That was, that was, a that was, I mean, Maxi, Maxi Kleba, really? But yeah, the, the Mavs, as I said, man, 36 and 35, Lakers 34 and 37. That was a tough loss for them, but Maxi Kleba with the game winner on Anthony Davis. That's pretty tough. That is not tough, or that is not, is not easy. So that was what happened around the NBA yesterday. And for the NHL, we saw the Flyers, uh, they beat the Sabres 5-2. And uh, yeah, Owen Tippett had a hat trick in this game for the Flyers, believe it or not. So, hey, that's, that's not bad. The Leafs beat the Canes 5-2. Zach Aston Reese with two goals. Ilya Samsonov with 32 saves. Young Kroc with two assists. Um, the Blue, Why were so many games 5-2? The Blues beat the Caps 5-2. Yeah, it's three 5-2 games. Uh, again, with Biddington being suspended, Jeff Hofer had uh, 32 saves. And then Sammy Blaze um, had uh, two goals for St. Louis in this game as well. And then the Ducks beating the Blue Jackets 7-4. Yeah, man. I mean, Scott Harrington with two goals. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not fun. So that's what happened yesterday in the NHL. Um, uh, spring tra- so I think the, the Red Sox played two spring training games today. I think they played two, um, which is weird. I don't know how that works. I've I've barely been paying attention. I've never. I don't even think I've watched a single game of of Red Sox spring training. Um, NHL, oh, there it is, MLB. So, yeah, they won, uh, they lost one game 3-1, to one, and then they won another, but it's only showing one of the games. Oh, no, sorry, they won one game 9-6, to six, and then they won another. So, they're 11-7-3, I think, in the spring training, but, again, you're, like, a week and a half until opening day, which is crazy to me. Um, but, yeah, so we have that. But then uh, tonight for the NBA, or earlier today, I should say, we had two games that finished earlier on. The Knicks uh, beat the Nuggets, so that's now the, the Nuggets losing... What, five of their last six? And the Knicks beat him 116-110, man. And it was, again, J- Jamal Murray had 25 in this game for the Nuggets on 9 of 14 shooting, but it was Jalen Brunson who had 24 on 9 of 20. So the Knicks are 42 and 30. The Nuggets are 47 and 24. I didn't realize that they played earlier today. And then the Magic pulled off some magic against the Clippers and they beat him 113 to 108. Again, Paul George had a great game. He dropped 30, but it was, I don't know where Markel Fultz has come from. I don't know where this came from, but yeah, Markel Fultz dropped thir- 28. For the Magic on 10 of 17 shoots. So, they, yeah, they're 29 and 42. And the Clippers are 37 and 34. I, I don't know where that came from. Um, and then right now, we've got the uh, Sixers up four on the Pacers in the second. Tight one between the Wolves and Raptors. Um, as I mentioned before, the Celtics are on it at nine. And then at eight, we've got the 32 and 38 Wizards hosting the 42 and 27 Kings. The 32 and 37 Bulls hosting the 38 and 33 Heat. And the 42 and 27 Grizzlies hosting the 36 and 35 Warriors. So that's what's going on around the NBA tonight. And then for the NHL, earlier today we had a few games done with. Outside of the Bruins, we had the Avs blowing out the Red Wings 5-1. Kale McCarr with three assists. Gorgie with 33 saves. A goal and two assists for uh, Nathan McKinnon. You know, it's a pretty simple win. They're, they're playing better now. Uh, the Jets beat the Predators in overtime 3-2. And it was uh, Nick, what's this guy's name, Ponk? Neil Ponk had the OT winner. Josh Morrissey with two assists. Pretty good game for them. The Oilers beat the Kraken 6-4. How about Evander Kane with a hat-trick? Who saw that one coming? Evander Kane with a hat-trick. Yeah, and then Connor McDavid had a goal and two assists. That's pretty pretty typical. And then the Canes beat the Flyers in overtime 5-4. And it was Sebastian Ajo, man. He had a hat-trick too, man. Sebastian Ajo, that's tough. 
So that's what happened earlier today. Right now we've got the Devils up 2-0 on the Panthers at the end of the second period. Leafs and Senators are tied at 1 in the first, as well as the Habs and Lightning. And then later tonight we've got on ABC, we've got the 39-19-10 Rangers hosting the 34-24-10 Penguins. The 31... Ooh, 31, 24, and 14 Flames hosting 37, 19, and 13 Stars. The 40, 20, and 9 Kings hosting the 29, 33, and 5 Canucks. The 26, 32, and 11 Coyotes hosting the 24, 38, and 6 Blackhawks. And the 19, 36, and 14 Sharks hosting the 35, 27, and 8 Islanders at 10.30. So that is what's going on around the NHL. And then for uh, the start of round two of March Madness, we had some... uh, we had a we had a we had a crazy upset. We had a crazy one. So starting off earlier, how about Arkansas beating Kansas? Yeah, that was nuts, man. Arkansas beating Kansas 72-71. Not number 8 seed Arkansas beating Kansas. Now I know Bill, I think what's his name? Bill Self. He was out. That shouldn't be the issue. Um, Tennessee beat Duke 62-52. That was nuts too. Uh, San Diego State blew out Furman 75-52. Right now we've got number one seed Houston and Auburn. Again, Auburn's up six right now in the first. And uh, Princeton is up 17 on Missouri right now. So we maybe an upset right there. And then later we've got uh, Texas versus Penn State. UCLA versus Northwestern. And then Alabama versus Maryland. So we got some good games tonight for March Madness. That's that. And then for UFC... Um, which most of the fights have already finished. Uh, the main event tonight for UFC 286 is Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman for the welterweight championship. But obviously the past fights that happened, Justin Gaethje ended up beating Rafael Fitsev by, uh, by decision. And then uh, Gunnar Nelson beat Brian Barbonera. Jennifer Maya beat Casey O'Neill. Marvin Vettiori beat Roman Doliditsde. Jack Shore beat Maquan Amirahani. Chris Duncan beat Omar Morales. Uh, Yanal Ashmotz beat Sam Patterson. Mohamed Mokhaev beat uh, Jael Filo. Leroy Murphy beat Gabriel Santos. Christian Duncan beat Dusko Dodrovich. Jake Hadley beat Malcolm Gordon. Um, Joanne Wood beat Luann Carolina. I don't even give a shit. So yeah, that's that. But uh, most of all, tonight, as I said before, the welterweight championship between Kamaru Usman and Leon Edwards, of course, the defending champion, Leon Edwards. They did fight back in the summertime, and this is actually, I think, their third time fighting. And the first time it went to Kamaru, and then Edwards claimed it back in the summertime. So, But as I'm watching it right now, it's 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 already round four. Um, I, I have the belief that Leon Edwards is going to keep the, cha- the title, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, go Leon Edwards. I don't know, I just... I just don't like Kamaru Usman. I just love you. Colby Covington's just such it's awesome, man. He had beef with him one time. But uh yeah, that's what's going on around the uh the UFC for tonight. And then for the XFL, which yeah, I feel like nobody cares about the XFL right now. Because you got, you know, NBA basketball, you got NHL hockey, you got March Madness, you got UFC, nobody gives a shit. But yeah, yesterday or on Thursday, apparently the game on Thursday, the Sea Dragons beat the Roughnecks 21-14, and then right now we've got the uh and again, it's week five. You got the defenders up eight to three on the Battle Hawks in the second, and then at ten, the uh, two zero and four teams, the Vipers and Guardians, they're both zero and four. So I feel like I don't even give a shit about the XFL. But yeah, that is what's going on around basically everywhere. XFL, March Madness, all that stuff. Um, now in terms of just basic NFL news, I would say it was a pretty quiet day. I mean, the quietest of the days that we've seen in the last few few days with uh, the signings and all that. But just everything from last night, the Vikings re-signed one of their backup guards, uh, Olosinkma Uda. Tried, not too, too terrible. Uh, the Jaguars also re-signed one of their veteran edge rushers, Adam Gotsis, to a two-year deal. He's been there for a bit. 
He's not too bad. He's okay. Raiders re-sign one of their backup linebackers, Curtis Bolton, to a one-year deal. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Dolphins said to bring in a, a pretty solid depth piece at outside linebacker. They signed Malik Reed. So I think Malik Reed, ended up, he was getting traded. So I remember he got traded, I think, at the deadline of de- from Denver to Pittsburgh. Or sorry, Pittsburgh to Denver? I don't even know if he played. But, um, you know. We'll see if he makes the roster. Not a bad piece. Uh, the Lions also re-signed one of their special teamers, C.J. Moore, to a two-year deal. So we saw, obviously, Chris Board came here to the Patriots. And, you know, C.J. Moore was their other special teamer. So, hey, not bad. Uh, the Niners also found themselves with a pretty decent veteran safety. They signed uh, Miles Hartsfield, who formerly played for the Carolina Panthers. Again, they've lost quite a lot in that secondary. So we'll see how that works for them. Uh, the Bucks also made a pretty nice move on their defensive line. They signed Greg Gaines to a one-year deal. So Greg Gaines, who is the number one, um, I mean, he really stepped it up after Sebastian Joseph Day left because Se- Sebastian Joseph Day went to the Chargers and then Donald missed a lot of time. So Greg Gaines was actually really good. So, I mean, hey, Greg Gaines and Vita Vea as your front two. I mean, it's a great replacement for Nunez Roches. I'll say that. So I like that for the Bucks, but they have a lot more issues on hand. Uh, the Raiders re-signed their backup center, uh, Hiranus. Grasu, sure, uh, and the Falcons re-signed uh, cornerback Cornell Armstrong to a one-year deal. Pats did actually make one move today, and they, they actually re-signed one of their top special teamers, Cody Davis. So yet again, you know, the Pats have been pretty aggressive on their special teamers. You know, Slater come back for one more year. You brought back Brendan Schuler. You bring in Chris Board, and now Cody Davis is back on a one-year deal. Again, it's kind of a tentative deal, see if he makes the final roster and all, but not bad. So again, I told you, it was a quiet day around the NFL. That is all that happened today. Obviously, rumors spewing around everywhere, but that's that. Um, Nothing around the NBA. For the NHL, another pretty quiet day as well. I said the Blue Jackets already got eliminated. Blackhawks can actually get eliminated today if... So, okay, if if they lose to the Coyotes, um, or, or any loss versus Arizona or any Winnipeg win... Or a regulation loss, or, okay, that's just too confusing. Or if the Jets or Flames get a point. That's kind of, that's a weird scenario. That's tough. They still beat us, which is awful. Um, and then for the MLB, I mean, it's basically just been stuff with uh, injuries and all that. Um, the Mets claimed Dennis Santana as a righty. Brandon Ninmo went down with a jammed ankle. Um, Mariners released Drew Ellis. Dylan Moore was diagnosed with a grade 1 oblique strain. And uh, apparently Mets and none of the teams attended Zach Britton's showcase. So, you know. But uh, yeah, man, that is basically everything that's happened around everywhere. So anyway, man, Celtics, good stuff last night. Bruins, good stuff earlier today. Celtics, on the other hand, you got to beat the Jazz tonight. Beat the Jazz, come on, man. But yeah, man, that's all I got for today, man. I'm Arnold Roy, and peace out and go seize, baby.